Now, because we're talking about skin health today, before we jump into today's episode, I want to remind you that skin healing comes from the inside out. So first and foremost, we work on gut and hormone health. So most women do gut restoration work, adrenal support and hormone rebalancing to heal their skin and to get it growing. Now, one of my favorite products when it comes to skin health is collagen, especially bovine collagen for gut healing and marine collagen for skin health. Switch Nutrition does one of my favorite collagen blends that combines not only bovine but wild-caught sustainable marine collagen. On top of this, the formula contains vitamin C and digestive enzymes, so this will help improve the absorption and utilization of collagen. L-tryptophan, which is added to ensure the blend contains all nine essential amino acids required to support any tissue recovery and repair. It also has glycine and glutamine to support connective tissue and gut health. And lastly, MCT oil and prebiotic fibers to feed your good gut flora and provide metabolic support. So to get your hands on some Switch Nutrition Collagen, follow the link in the show notes or head to switchnutrition.com.au and use the code SHEZ at checkout to receive a discount. Now enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain, and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormones podcast. I'm your host, Sheridan. You guys mostly know who I am. If you're new here, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here because today I have the privilege of speaking to Kelly or as a lot of you know her, the skin queen. So thanks so much for being here today, Kel. Oh my God, I'm so honored. Like it's so cool to have worked with you as a client and now get to share my knowledge on skin and treatments with you. I know it's kind of weird because you have like, like I have this with a few of the people I've had on the podcast. You have like a friendship level and then you have like a professional level of stuff that you talk mm. about and then you have like a practitioner to practitioner level of things. Like you have all these different dynamics of the relationship as well. Yeah, and I, I have the exact same with one of my clients. <laughs> it's like you're the coach and you're the mentor and you're the professional person guiding yeah. them to make better decisions. But I'm like, you also want to go grab a cocktail? I'm here. Yeah, yep. and especially like I think about it as well. Like I think about your journey, which you will share with everyone. But like in that sense that you've also gone from a clinician, so like helping people with skin stuff to more of the business coaching side of things as well in a sense. So you've helped people with different things across different stages I don't know it, it creates something quite unique yeah definitely the dynamics now I'm about to go back into clinic so really? I'm like it's changing again yeah <laughs> wow wow so for those who don't know you where where did this all begin where did you start and where did your career start let's talk through that So I guess my career started when I went and got laser hair removal and I was like fascinated that this person was playing with lasers. And I was like, how did you get into this? And she wrote down on a little sticky note, 
that she studied at a place called um, AACDS, which is actually in Perth where you are. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, what is this? And I went and I had an interview and I applied and I became a dermal therapist. So from there, I worked in laser clinics and I also worked as a dermal therapist, treating people with, you know, LED peels, Mm -hmm. facials, and I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy the high pressure sales environments, which that's what a lot of clinics do. So I quickly skipped that boat and started working as a educator for a skincare company, which that's where I thrive because I love talking about skin and educating people on skin and did that for six years and COVID hit. So then I started doing it as a side hustle, like teaching people through online courses and through my social media. And I guess that's because you know how it goes when you start sharing your information about what you know on social media, people are like, how can I learn more from you? Where did you study? What books do you recommend? What podcasts do you recommend? So I was like, why am I telling people to go elsewhere? I can make a business from this. So I did. And I started my own podcast and my own online course, my own business. And that's what I predominantly do now. I help skin therapists become more confident with skin because I think a lot of them were in the position I was in where they were in high pressure sales environments. So they weren't actually helping the client. They were just selling to meet targets, which that's not good for any party. It's not good for the therapist, but also it's not good for the receiving client who's then not getting straightforward information because they're like, are you just trying to sell to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Like, and you do, you walk into some skin clinics and it, it does feel very salesy and these are things you should buy. It's like hair, it's like going to a hairdresser and they're always like, buy these things and buy that or the follow-up or the treatments or the things. And when you don't know, you kind of like, well, I guess that's what I do because you're telling me to do it and you're the expert. But you said that can be a lot of pressure on a clinician. And I think that's something that I actually took away from you working with you as a client, you drilled down to the root cause. And then I obviously had my program well before I worked with you, but then it like the light bulb clicked. I was like, I help therapists understand the root cause of skin. Right. (laughs) So that's how I've marketed it. I'm like, I'll help you understand the root cause of skin. So you don't have to sound salesy and you can actually just educate your client and service your client. And it's just astonishing the amount of people who are like, I didn't know that was the cause of acne. I didn't realize that my client was getting acne because they weren't having enough central fatty acids in my diet, in their diet. And I'm like, and you're a skin therapist? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But is there, why is that, Kel? Is there a lack of training? Is there a lack of knowledge? Is there a lack of support? Like why do so many skin therapists maybe not know? And this is the same as naturopaths and nutritionists. There's so many that don't know, I feel like, what they should know. But why do you reckon there's that gap? I think because the TAFEs and the colleges haven't updated the curriculum since the 80s. And when you enter into the industry, you enter in as a beauty therapist. So you learn how to, for lack of a better word, wax a vagina and paint a nail and, (laughs) you know, tint an eyebrow, which don't get me wrong. These are all services people need, but then skin is like such a small part of the curriculum. And then what we've seen over COVID is people wanting to look after themselves and not just with skin, but look after, you know, their gut health and look after the way that they treat their mental health. And then we've seen this whole outburst of the skin industry grow and therapists are like, I actually don't know much about that. So it's been filling in the gaps And yeah, not a lot of places actually do it. And you can go back to college, but Mm. I 
went to college myself and studied dermal therapies and I was never taught these root causes. I think for me, getting secondary education from people who were doing blended studies or doing like beauty therapy and naturopathy or beauty therapy and nutrition. Um, you know, there's a lot of gut health skin specialists or nurses who are beauty therapists. I think those integrative, I guess, pathways have helped to now fill in the gaps when it comes to root cause. Yeah. Yeah. So that was your transition sort of out of clinic into more of a training education awareness supportive mode. So is that what you do now still primarily or how did, has that shifted again? Yeah. I know business is evolving. (laughs) So I've had my business for three years and I think people seeing me build my business. Now people come to me saying, how did you do that? Like, can you teach me? So I'm like, okay, sure. I'll just roll with the punch. (laughs) But it's funny because since kind of pivoting now and talking more about business, people are like, oh, we miss Skin Queen. Why have you burnt the skin side of your business to the ground? I'm like, no, I haven't. It's just everybody was asking me for business. That's what I'm talking more about. But um, Cam and I actually today just settled on a commercial lease to build out our own skin clinic here on the Gold Coast. So that will be happening next month. I'll be back into skin again. I'll be talking about skin, but it's still like that's still building a business, a bricks and mortar business. So there's still going to be both once again (laughs) that's huge though that's a huge like that's exciting exciting. yeah Yeah. so will you be doing hands on uh clinic or more training or what's no I'll definitely do the running of the business and hire people I want to hire a manager and a staff member so if there's anybody listening to your podcast who wants to come and live on the Gold Coast (laughs) do it (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's going to be epic I'm creating something really concept because I think once again, like people have forgotten the customer experience and especially on the Gold Coast, it's such a tourist destination. But so many times I'll go in to have a treatment somewhere and it's a little bit like, where bam, thank you, ma'am, in and out, like no care factor. And it's like you're spending all this time and money. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think, because one of the things we're going to talk about today was at-home care, but do you think that sort of pushed people more to at-home care? Because I can lay on my bed and wear my Omnilux mask and, you know, or I can drive to go in the clinic to maybe have a shit experience, maybe have a good person, maybe not. Like if I had an amazing experience, like with my hairdresser, I go back and I go back, but I've had some real average skincare experiences, which I'm like, stuff it. I'll just do it at home (laughs) because it's, it's easier. Yeah. And I am so on board with you here. And if any skin therapists are listening to this, they're going to be like, come for me with their pitchforks, but it's true. I'm the same. Like I'm a skin therapist. Yes. But I still want to go and have treatments, but believe it or not, I've got my chemical peels here. I've got my dermal roller. I've got my home LED. So I'm the same as you. I'm like, if I kind of want that results-based treatment, I don't want to go and spend $200, $300 in a clinic. And I teach those people, like I get it. But it's like, for what? I could just do it myself at home. Like yeah. I'm with you and I definitely, and, you know, even as a skin therapist, people would be like, oh, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that because it's convenient. And I think people have trained their audience to be like, oh, well, it's just quick and it's results driven. It's like, okay, but I could just do that at home. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to focus on. More of an experience, more premium, like yeah. high touch, more like, you know, after they have a treatment, I'm going to give people a menu to be like, what do you want to drink? Like actually create a a full experience. 
Is there things that uh, work better in clinic than at home? Like are the LED stronger? Is the microneedling better? Are the enzyme pills different? Like is how's, how does it compare? Yes, I love this. Everybody has for years in the beauty industry shunned home treatments, but there's not a huge difference. So let's use home LED. I've had my home LED for close to four years now. And at first people were like, oh my gosh, like you're a skin therapist. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to go to a clinic and lie under the professional Omnilux once a fortnight because it's 20 minutes and I just feel like it's a little bit of a waste of everybody's time. Yes, it's stronger. That's why you only need to go in for a clinical one once a fortnight or a month, depending on what you're trying to treat. But for me at that point in time, I was getting a lot of like rosacea and it was probably because I had undiagnosed celiac. So I was getting a lot of like rosacea and sensitive skin. And rather than me driving somewhere, I was like, well, I can just put on LED at home every second night and it's weaker but the more you do it, it's almost going to be like a similar experience to if you were to have one professional treatment. Mm-hmm. And that's always been my view. And I've always been open about that because there's no way you can have the same strength as a professional LED, but it, it's a frequency thing. You're going to probably do it more because you've got access to it more at home and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's almost like teeth whitening, isn't it? You can sit in a chair and pay a lot of money and get it done once, but then at some point you need to maintain that or whatever, or you get the teeth whitening gels for at home and it's less stronger and it takes more time, but it's maybe more sustainable as well. Um, The only one that I probably wouldn't recommend is home microdermabrasion. I feel like just because the suction on those little devices are so give and take, it's just like you can either give yourself a hickey or remove your (laughs) barrier function or it might not do anything at all. And the same is laser hair removal, but there's been so many developments in that technology. When I was a therapist working with laser hair removal, like the devices, the glass would actually come from um, the same glass that they would use telescopes with. And that's like the sand that they take from Whitehaven Beach um, in Queensland and they turn that into telescope glass and it's the same in lasers. And that's because it's like magnified at a certain amount. So the laser's a little bit more precision. And then everybody was buying these home laser devices saying like, oh, I'm just going to do laser at home because I can buy this device and it's $59. But around that point, as a laser therapist, people were coming in and it was causing photo waxing. So it was like the laser was strong enough to take the color out of the hair but it wasn't strong enough to kill the hair follicle. So all these people were coming in with like long, white, wispy hair saying, oh, can you laser them off? But I'm like, there's no color or pigment for the laser to target. So no, I can't. They're like, so there's nothing you can do. I'm like, you could try wax it or shave it. But yeah, so I mean, now in the beauty forums, people are like, no, this one's a good device. But I just feel like if you've got like, you know, NASA strength glass on a laser in a clinic, are you able to replicate that at home? I'm just not quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. And what about needling? Mm. Because I feel like there's a lot of hygiene things around that. That's very different to LED. You know what I mean? Definitely. I'll never forget last year when I was at my hairdresser and she's like, the clinic I want to go to is so busy. I'm just going to buy one of the devices and do it at home. And I'm like, you do realize that you're creating an open wound. That's what needling is. It's creating a controlled wound healing response to stimulate collagen type one and type three. And so 
if you are just doing that at home with your bare hands that you might have touched your dog with or you know you've put your needling device on the bathroom sink that isn't sterilized and then you touch it on your skin there's so much cross-contamination that could happen so much infection that could happen you know mm-hmm. so many things that can go happen like you can get granulomas which is almost like like hypertrophic scarring that just yeah. stays and yeah. you can also do a lot of damage in terms of um hyperpigmentation because of inflammation like there are so many things that myself as a therapist if I wanted to go and perform skin needling Mm -hmm. I would have to go and get my infection control certificate just so that my insurance would sign off on me to do skin needling again so people are like are you going to work in your clinic I'm like I don't want to go do my stuff again yeah yeah Yeah. no that's that's totally fair so yeah you're right there's definitely things that I think leave to the professionals like I mean there maybe there is I guess good treatments at home but like you said some things are awesome at home and some things are awesome in clinic but it does it does come back to that clinic experience as well and as you have a good one and you feel safe and someone takes care of you and your skin heals well after because I've had it before when I've gone and gotten laser on my legs this was years ago and they burnt me because it was so hot and I had the worst experience and obviously you're like I'm never going back again but it is you've really got to build up that trust with your clinician as well and the thing is the beauty industry is still unregulated and I think we've had this conversation is it the same as like the nutrition industry and it's so hard then because anybody can really go and buy a laser device and pick it up and go I think now there are tougher regulations in WA but you just see people popping up and doing these treatments without any formal training or understanding of the root cause of skin. And I've spoken to these people and I'm like, well, it's a histamine response. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, okay, if you're performing laser and you don't understand what a histamine response is, we've got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like you said, there's that lack of awareness and isn't it? And lack of knowledge and stuff. Did you ever find it hard as a clinician? You have all these wonderful treatments on hand, LED and needling and enzymes and all these things. But if clients were returned clients and weren't addressing some of the drivers of it, like whether it was celiac or whether it was food intolerances or whatever, like in some sense, it must be so frustrating because you know that you're doing the right things, but you're not seeing the results that are reflective of that. Oh yeah. And still to this day, like I'm not hands-on with clients, but even speaking to friends who are like, oh, my skin's just so dry. I'm like, yeah, babe, because I've told you for years, you are deficient in essential fatty acids. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, can't you just give me a facial? And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. I think in the end, like, and you must experience the same. <laughs> you just like when people say things, you just have to kind of bite your tongue because it's like, all right, I think sometimes if people actually want to listen to you and take action, they will. And otherwise, if they don't, it's like, no worries. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they'll, they'll keep coming back, I guess, anyway, because it feels like, because it feels like you're doing something like you're seeing your clinician, you're, you're buying this skincare, you're doing the work. It feels active, but you're not actually doing the hard things, which is like, I have to meal prep and that sucks. Or I have to, you know, think about what protein or what, where I'm going to get my omegas from or how to cook salmon. Like it's the things that people are like, well, I don't know, this is too hard. It's easier to just have you treat me instead. And we're in the world of behavior change. And I always remind people of this. It's with anything. And like, you know, a classic example is going to the gym and then not eating healthy. Like you can go to the gym five days a week 
but then you can get Macca's, KFC, Red Rooster on the way home. You're not going to see abs. And it's like, you have to put in the work. It's the same with going to the dentist. Like you can go to the dentist for your clean every six months, but if you're not brushing your teeth at home, like that's just gross. Like you need, it needs to be partly on you, but this is the thing when working with humans, I mean, the same in the industry that I'm in now with helping people with their businesses, it's always about behavior change. It's like, you've got to do the work and you've got to be committed to the end result and committed to creating that change because at the end of the day, that's what's going to get you there. You can tell people to your black and blue on the face, but I'm like, it's fine. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And do you have any favorite treatments or things that you love about your industry? You love doing people like I have some real like nutrition things that I just love or some gut things that I just love. Um, Do you have, you know, some special treatments you really enjoy? Oh my gosh. So many. So I never underestimate the power of a good facial. Um, For me, like I just find when you go and have a facial, not only do you get to actually get glowing, healthy skin, but it's a time to switch off. And I think for a long time there, the industry was very much like results, hard, fast, quick. But then I was like, well, hold on a minute. For what reason? Like everybody's already so stressed because they're so busy. If you're going to bring a client in and then put a chemical peel on their skin, they're going to get reactive. So I've really brought it back to basics over the past three years and seen amazing results um, because it just does wonders for your central nervous system. And I think that is a really like foundational thing for a lot of things. But um, enzymes, I noticed you said that before. I am an enzyme queen like pumpkin enzymes, cranberry enzymes, like pineapple enzymes. They are my favorite. And what else am I loving? Facial oils. Oh, Ah. I don't think you can go wrong with a facial oil. Yeah. Once again, a lot of people are like a little bit hesitant, I guess, but they're so nourishing for the skin. And I've recently, as we've gotten a little bit colder here in Queensland, I've been lathering them on my face, on my arms, on like my chest, like everywhere, my hands. And I'm just noticing how much more healthy my skin looks as a result to the point where I actually went and had a beautiful Ayurvedic. I've probably butchered that. No, that's right. Yep. And it was basic. it was a Shiodara um, treatment. So it's basically like you're massaged in warm oil everywhere, like into your scalp, on your face, all over your body. And today I can't get over how soft and glossy my hair looks because I had this warm oil drenched all through me and I'm like I need to start buying like liters of sesame oil and just like drenching myself (laughs) I feel like there has been this shift around oils though because I I reckon like maybe five or six years ago it used to be like and I don't know a lot about skin but for me I was like don't put oil your skin's ready oily don't put oil on your acne you'll make it worse and now everyone's like skin barrier function and you know there's a lot more shift to nourish your skin rather than strip your skin hundred percent because there's been such a like huge shift in people understanding the root cause and it's interesting because I'm in a couple of American esthetician groups and a lot of them are like um somebody was saying the other day that I don't know something it was something about stripping the skin and I was like but why would you do that and they're like because the skin creates sebum and I was like it's not the skin like (laughs) that's not what's creating the sebum and I think some people are still slow to kind of understand that. So I love um, corneotherapy. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Corneotherapy is loving the stratum corneum, which is the top layer of the skin. I'm obsessed with that because I've seen mm-hmm. such a huge change in 
my whole skin on my face, my body, and my hair since really applying that. And I'm like, wow. from now on, I'm going to put oil through my hair like yeah, weekly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I guess like on that sebum thing, we know, you know, from my point of view, I go, okay, hormones, DHEA, testosterone, what's sort of driving it and that hormonal shift. But there is so much comes back down to that stress point and going, well, what's throwing those hormones out of balance? Like, you know, obviously is it gut stuff or, but for a lot of women, it's the go, go, go. It's the doing all the things. It's the managing the all the things. Oh, crazy and this is why you should never underestimate the power of a facial <laughs> yes yes facial or massage or anything that like you said just even like going to the hairdressers it just calms your whole nervous system because you just have to sit there and do nothing and just have someone else look after you it's so funny I said to my fiance I was like because there's a hairdresser that I go for blow dries every now and again and she does the most divine scalp massages and I said do you think it would be wrong if we were to ask her to train our staff how to give a decent scalp massage because that's not really a beauty therapist's strong points, definitely a hairdresser. And Cam's like, no, I don't think so at all. I think that's a great idea. I was like, yeah, because who doesn't love a scalp yeah, massage? Yeah. Like that's the epitome of switching off. Exactly. Put Cam in for training and be like, train yeah. him because I need one every day. I um, should. That's a great idea. Which speaking of which, like you're a busy woman, you're doing so many things, you're juggling so many things, you're helping so many people. There obviously must be times when you feel stressed and overwhelmed. Is there like, how do you manage or deal with that or keep yourself balanced? Magnesium powder. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Making sure I don't oversleep has been a big one recently. So the past two weeks have been a little bit chaotic and I realized that I've been oversleeping and as a result I've been waking up feeling even more moodier and groggier and less productive in my days so now I'm making sure that I when I go to bed I'm counting that it's only like eight hours is my optimal thing counting that eight hours to make sure that I'm not oversleeping and staying in bed any longer than that because that's like such an important thing for me if I don't get the right amount of sleep and I'm not saying enough sleep because I can oversleep very easily. So if it's if I oversleep, then I'm just not going to be set up for productivity. Um, I don't know. I think making sure that I actually eat. And I know yes, you saw my story. That is a big one for you. That's huge, actually. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I know that when I know for a fact that I'm like slipping and not looking after myself when I'm not eating lunch, I'm not prepping my meals, I'm not drinking enough water and I'm oversleeping. I'm like, I'm not taking care of myself. Those yeah. are probably like my key things, but you'll be happy to know I had lunch today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it is hard. It's hard when you're busy and you're managing a lot of things. And then the idea of like food prepping really ideally for most women is they've got to cook a big dinner so that they've got lunch for the next day or two mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, because otherwise it's one of those things you're like, I'm out of time. What can I grab? What's there? I'll just grab, you know, something like a bit of fruit or a bit of yogurt or something, but you don't eat a proper meal and then you might yeah. have an extra coffee and then it all sort of, it does, it just, you know, escalates and all of a sudden you're like, flip, I haven't eaten a proper lunch in a week. What's going on? Two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> two weeks for me I was like oh my god even today like I had my one-on-one client and I was like I'm gonna miss lunch so had a protein yogurt because I was like That's protein good. 
and yeah. then I had lunch afterwards. So it was a little bit later than lunchtime, but I was like, I still ate. That's yeah. the main thing. Yeah, <laughs> because that's a big one. Like, and so many women forget how much that impacts their skin as well, especially when they're more insulin driven, like acne and stuff. I feel like that's a really big one for it, but they skip and then their blood sugar goes up and down and then their body's like, what's going on here? Like, it's so hard to balance that. It's funny because when I had a facial the other day, um, the therapist asked me about that. She said, like, what's your diet? Is it mainly protein? Is it mainly like healthy fats or carbs? And I was like, I'm pretty much all over it, just not this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she explained that exact thing to me too. Cause she was like, well, why are you here? And I was like, cause I just feel like I'm exhausted. And I just need a good reset. Mm. And she was like, well, you know, diet plays a lot to that. And I'm like, yes. And I think, I- you know, this is what I love the most about the industry is there are more women who, and I'm, I'm always cautious because I never, like I've not done a nutrition degree, so I can never mm. speak to that. I can always make suggestions and tell people where they can go to learn more, which is you. But a lot of the time, you know, you can give suggestions and you can integrate it and look at the picture holistically. So when it comes to treatments, people will often say, oh, my skin's really bad. Do you reckon I should go have LED or needling or what would be best? I'm like, it's everything. It's not just yeah. the treatment. It's not just the skincare it's the diet, it's the sleep. Like, mm. you know, I've got girlfriends who ask me these questions and I'm like, babe, I've seen you're on a bender all weekend. Like I yeah. saw you posting at four o'clock in the morning on Instagram. Yeah, we yeah, all know yeah. what's happening there. Yeah. This is why yeah. your skin is breaking out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because people disassociate, like they go, oh, well it's, you know, maybe it's just the topical stuff. And the reason we tend to do that the most, I reckon is because for some people that doesn't affect them that much, like their skin doesn't reflect how poor things may be so then you're comparing yourself going but she doesn't get acne from you know eating sugar and drinking and skipping meals but I do so maybe it's not actually that maybe I do just need different skincare or different treatment whereas the reality is everyone's different everyone's Everyone's stress response yeah so different even as we've just gone past Easter like my poor fiance is breaking out and I'm like he's like every time I eat chocolate and I was like not me give it to me (laughs) <laughs> I'm fine. Load me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you on that. And it's it's one of those things you like, you need the internal herbs and then you need the external treatments and then the skincare and the stress reduction and to be pooping properly and your gut health. Like it's like, it's everything. There's no, yeah, yeah, no shortcuts. Definitely more holistic. So I love that we are talking about it because I think so many times people are like, oh, what treatment is the best Mm. and that's my response is always similar to that I'm like it's not just about the treatment like it's the whole thing (laughs) yeah yeah totally well I'm so excited for you I want to come over and see your new space when it's up and running and my next Queensland trip I'll come have a look but that is awesome Um, I I think I'm crazy but I just I love being busy Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. She's like, I can't have a spare moment ever. Um, But thank you. Thanks for jumping on. And for those who want to learn more or listen to your podcast, um, I'm sure they can find you on Instagram at Skin Queen. But what is the name of your podcast? Remind me. Beauty Business and Beyond. I had to broaden it because it was Skin Lovers Unite for a long time. And then I was like, Yeah, I haven't spoken about just skin in a while. It's definitely been like how to market your business and like a little bit more of everything, which feels more aligned now. It feels good. 
Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll link that in the show notes. I'll link your Instagram and then your website is just www.skin. Is it dashqueen.com? skin-queen.com yep yep sweet awesome thank you so much well thanks for jumping on I appreciate it you're you've got so the thing I find when I talk to you is there's so many things you know it's like the clinical stuff the skincare stuff (laughs) the drivers of things the business stuff like there's just I don't know like I would find it really hard being you because I'd be like what one thing do I focus on because I'm good at all these things like trying to almost niche but you you, I don't know it's it's amazing One of my friends owns a digital marketing agency and I I actually did have a bit of like, you know, what am I doing the other day? I was like, I don't know what I am anymore. And she was like, but that's your edge. Mm. She's like, that's what you're good at. I'm like, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> like, often, yeah, often there's this push. It's like you've got to be good at one thing, but I'm like, but you don't, in a sense. And skin is your thing, but it's a blessing to be able to say, hey, I actually know a good amount about skincare, about treatment, about running the business because you've walked that journey. Like, and that's that's why, because you can say, yeah, I've I've been there or, you know, it. like it's just, yeah, it's relatable. It's normal. It's great. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. No worries. Stay in touch and I will chat to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.